Between the Leader and You, Episode 6, Being the Leader in Governance, with Paula Minigan. Hello, welcome to Tweet the Leader in You, where we chat about realistic leadership theories. My name is Templeton Sawyer, and today we'll be talking about the importance of having governance in leadership. Today we have Paula Minigan, a governance expert, who is going to share a bit about her experience in leadership. Welcome, Paula. How are you? I'm great. How's, how's, how's the world of governance going? Oh, it's been a very, very busy year for governance. Um, just have to think about all of the people in leadership positions mm -hmm. having to make adjustments, um, look after the best interests of their organizations, be they corporations or universities or not-for-profits. Mm -hmm. It's been a very busy year in governance and one where it's really shown those people who have the strength and the structures that allow them to be nimble and those that have a little work to do in those areas. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And it comes down to the to my question, why is it important to have governance in organizations today? Well, good governance. Mm -hmm. Governance exists whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Having good governance and uh, really the, the key leader the key words in governance right now are around the ESG which is environmental sustainability and governance. And mm -hmm. those are the things that are differentiating organizations that will be successful mm -hmm. and those that won't be, mm -hmm. whether that means they're middling along or they fail. Uh, governance is really about having that group of people at the top wow. that looks after the long-term health, sustainability, and happiness of whatever um, or the organization is. And speaking about happiness, when it comes down to the role of leadership, what does leadership mean to you as a governance expert? Leadership to me, that's a tough question. <laughs> but in, in the governance context, it means laying out a path and providing a light that helps other people find the way. So that doesn't mean they necessarily follow your path, mm -hmm. but you give them the right tools and the right... Um, context within which you know it will encourage better decision-making. Yes, yes. And when it comes down to decision-making, do you think um, leaders today are making those right decisions when it comes down to governance? I think the biggest mistake people make is thinking that leader is a person. When I look at what mm -hmm. good leadership looks like, mm -hmm. leadership at an organization is that combination of the C-suite mm -hmm. and the people on the board. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the last bastion of what we would have called the old boys network, even though it's not necessarily an old boys network, um, in employment circles, in work circles, and in, uh, in the way that we select people mm -hmm. to sit in, uh, in those roles and look after the best interest of the organization. So what I mean by that is it's one of the few places left where people openly say, if you want to get on more boards, mm -hmm. um, you have to get to know people and yeah. that it's still very much a closed network. Mm -hmm. When I look at the most successful organizations, mm -hmm. no matter what they are, it's yeah. not a closed network anymore. They're now looking for people who are qualified mm -hmm. And there are many ways to be qualified yep. and for diversity at the table because mm. 
there's so much change and things are so volatile. The only way you can really know that you're going to be able to survive it is to have a good mix of people at the table. Yeah, and and speaking about diversity, a lot of organizations today speak about okay, we are a diverse board, but then there's the percentages are not diverse. It's not so diversity. I, I want to really be clear. Diversity mm-hmm. at a board is not just about mm-hmm. um, skin tone or gender. Yes, it is about a diversity of thought, a diversity of perspectives, and those yeah. things are very key inputs. Mm-hmm. So we know, for example, that gender, mm-hmm. if you're going to look at that, mm-hmm. if you don't have at least three women, mm-hmm. then you might as well have none. That's so right. those studies have been done there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to really look at each organization individually. So who is their target audience? Mm-hmm. Who, are, who are their stakeholders? Who are their customers? Who are their employees? And the board should be representative of that entire group not necessarily a direct representation of society. Right, right. And this comes down to my next question when it comes down to your role in Specialized. Like, what do you think was the process that you, uh, that got you into governance, I would say? <laughs> I, I tripped into it. <laughs> so I, originally, I realized that if I wanted to make change, yes. um, I'm very effective and I can be very efficient and I do a lot of work in both management and technology and those things are great. Mm-hmm. But the amount of change you can make and the, the scope you have to work are very much determined by the, the board. Yeah. And the board owns two things. It owns the relationship with the CEO, so that means uh, attracting, motivating, retaining, and mm-hmm. having a succession plan for the CEO, and the board owns the strategy for an organization. Mm-hmm. And the kinds of changes that I wanted to see made happened at the board level. So it was a really personal story. The first real board, I, I did a lot of work on boards and volunteer boards, but mm-hmm. the first real board I was on was with the uh, Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation. Mm-hmm. And my I was quite young. I was still in my thirties, <laughs> um, and my the the impetus for that. I was hit by a drunk driver when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I believe that you you have to be passionate, but you also have to have an open mind. So I was passionate about not having someone else have mm-hmm. that experience, mm-hmm. but an open up open mind enough to know that I wanted whatever I did to make change to be based on facts, mm-hmm. and uh, not just feeling. And although it's counterintuitive, you have fewer uh, third, innocent third party victims of drunk driving Mm -hmm. when you have more availability Mm -hmm. in corner stores and um, small vendors that are closer. And although that may not seem to make sense, it does because a significant percentage of uh, drunk drivers that harm third parties are on their way to get more liquor. So if it's close enough for them to walk, or even if you shorten the distance, it's simply a straight math function. The shorter the distance they drive, the less likely they are to hit hit an innocent third party. It's just that simple. And in order to make those kinds of changes, you have to be on a board. So um, I set about trying to get on that board, and I was successful. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's, and that's once an, I, yeah. you, you left my thought like, Ah, like that makes you that makes you think about process and, and, and all that good stuff. And when, when it comes down to now that you sit on how many boards do you sit on actually? Right now? Uh, I never sit on any more okay. than um, 
three at one time. Seems. So I'm on three now. I'm coming off one uh, in May, mm -hmm. and then I'll be replacing it. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm in that process now of figuring out what's next. Uh, yeah. What's next? Yeah. Definitely. And so I, and I, they're always the same mix. So yeah. I have one private company. Mm -hmm. um, I have one national organization, mm -hmm. and I have a, uh, a not-for-profit. Nice. And see, that's the same as me. Um, I have one that is provincial, um, where it, it's across Nova Scotia. Then I have one that's actually um, a nonprofit, which is actually this space right now at Hartford Center for Youth Development. Yeah. And then I have another one where it's, uh, it regards academia and all that good stuff. So I try to focus on, on, on what it means. Now I'm, I'm leaning towards moving to another area of marketing, which is like my field of marketing to see. But boards are very important, and once you're actually at the table, when it comes down to sitting on a board and, 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 and leading governance, what would you say are three, team, three responsibilities of the board? I think it's always, whenever I talk about governance, um, and I work, so I sit on three boards, but I work with dozens of organizations mm -hmm. all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, who need help with governance. Mm -hmm. And people who come into a board seat often don't understand why they're there. Mm -hmm. So the easy way to explain it is to say, if a child has no parents, mm -hmm. so there's a child that's born, it has no parents, the, the, um, the courts might appoint someone to look after that child. Mm -hmm. And when they do, that person who's looking after that child mm -hmm. has to put that child's interest above their own, has to look at the long-term benefits for that child, even if the short-term is difficult, mm -hmm. um, and has to really uh, make sure that they're doing everything they can mm -hmm. to look after that child. And that's really what a board is about. So the, th the two things I mentioned earlier, the board owns the job of choosing the CEO, mm -hmm. um, attracting, motivating, retaining, and um, having a succession plan for the CEO. Well, mm -hmm. in the, in the, if you're using the analogy of a child, that means hiring the nanny. Mm -hmm. But then understanding that that child is growing over time and it might not need a nanny. Yeah. And when it's 14, mm -hmm. it might need a coach, you mm -hmm. know? And, and understanding where you are, understanding the needs of the organization or the child at a stage in development, Definitely. having a succession plan for that, and yes, there's all kinds of terms like duty of collegiality, um, fiduciary duty. Yes. Uh, there, there are so many duties. <laughs> duties, But yeah. it's, it's, it's easier to just say that your job is to work with the other board members mm -hmm. to speak your truth mm -hmm. and to make sure that you do, but in a respectful way. Yes. So that together, mm -hmm. all of those people can provide the best possible solution for the organization or the child. Definitely. Definitely. That's the short version. Wow, awesome. When it comes down to your mission statement in governance, what, it, what, what would you say your mission statement would be? Well, governance? for me? Yes, personally. Oh, so I don't think, I think every group has its own uh, mission statement. For mine, um, I had a poster in my office in uh, 1988. I realized I'm making myself sound really old. <laughs> and it said, have fun, make money, make a difference. Wow. Um, and believe it or not, I've kept that for all this time. I've mm. added a few other things, um, but I think that that is what's important. Mm. I think that um, you need to make enough money to be able to have influence and to, mm. to live the life you want. But I think having fun and, um, and making a difference, I like to think I make a difference. Mm. Yeah.
making a difference. When it comes down to making a difference, and yes, there'll be roads and bumpy roads that you have to mm-hmm. climb and you have to jump over. What are, what are some difficulties that you face in your role of governance? Um, I think the biggest difficulty that I see right now that's consistent mm-hmm. everywhere is people wanting to get on boards and serving on boards to pad their resumes mm. or who are there for a passion. And as I say, I tripped into it. Mm. I went there with this passion to fix this problem of uh, drunk driving. And eventually I realized, oh, my personal mandate, my personal mission has no place at the board table. And yes, you can bring your passion, mm-hmm. but you have to do what's best for the organization. And sometimes that isn't what's best for you. Mm. And I see that a lot. Um, I see a lot of people who are not qualified at all, who have no board education whatsoever, Mm. who just think that they should do it. And my response to that is like, yeah, okay, well, you know, we all know how to do first aid. That doesn't Mm. mean we go up to the hospital and decide we're going to uh, operate on someone because we watch it on TV. Definitely. So I think that that lack of understanding of their role and what board governance is, is a big challenge that we have. Definitely, definitely. Wow, that's lots of of takeaways. Thank you so much for coming on on today's podcast. And to everyone who's going to be listening to this, as a leader, you have to be passionate about what you do. You have to know what you are doing and why you are doing it. One quote that I always say, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to do more, and to become more, you are actually doing leadership. Thank you for joining today's podcast and stay tuned to the next.